It is Wednesday, July 27th, and this is People Every Day. Hello out there. It's me, Janine Rubenstein. Congrats on making it halfway through the week. We've got a very full show for you today with a little bit of everything. Our dramatic and harrowing cover story about a young woman who escaped an abusive home. We've got some Royals news coming your way and, of course, some Hollywood relationship updates to get to, including the latest on Brad Pitt's dating life. Mm -hmm. But first, let's get into what else is all over my timeline. Our first story is a celebrity feud that I honestly didn't see coming. On Monday, Dance Moms alum Jojo Siwa posted a video to TikTok where she quickly went through photos of celebrities who she claimed were the rudest, nicest, coolest, and her crush. When it came time to name the rudest celebrity, Siwa quickly turned her phone to reveal a photo of Fuller House star Candace Cameron Bure. Siwa didn't elaborate further about their alleged interaction. After being thrown under the bus in front of Siwa's millions of followers, though, Cameron Bure entered the chat. I want to talk about the JoJo situation. Honestly, I was shocked. She posted a video to Instagram that chronicled her efforts to reach out to Siwa. After some back and forth between their reps and some DMing, they were able to talk on the phone. We had a great conversation, and, and she was like, hey, how you doing? And I kind of said, well, I been better um what happened and and she said ah you know i didn't think this was gonna go viral and they were gonna pick that up it was such a just a silly tiktok trend well it did go viral cameron bure went on to relay their conversation and how the two talked it out cameron bure genuinely had no idea what she did to siwa and even recalled having a very pleasant interaction together at the kelly clarkson show siwa apparently then kind of sheepishly revealed what sparked this whole rudest celebrity Moniker. She said, you know, I met you at the Fuller House premiere and I was 11 years old and we were all on the red carpet. And when I had, co- I had come up to you and I said, can I have a picture with you? And you said to me, not right now. And then proceeded to do what you were doing and take pictures with other people on the red carpet. See what then said that Cameron Bure wasn't even being mean and that she gets it now as an adult how fast-paced and chaotic the red carpet can be and understands where Candace was coming from while in that environment. Cameron Bure apologized for not taking a photo and for, quote, breaking your 11-year-old heart. And then Siwa also apologized for the video just getting blown out of proportion and causing stress. I personally always give people two chances to be rude because you never know what someone is going going through on any given day, but twice and I write you off. (laughs) It's actually kind of sweet how it all worked out. I'm glad the two were able to patch things up. And much like the end of every episode of Full House, we all learned a valuable lesson about how to express our feelings. Next up, there's a wild and frightening story surrounding one of the stars of Shahs of Sunset. According to documents obtained by People, 43-year-old reality star Mike Shued has been charged with 14 criminal charges, eight charges of domestic violence, battery, and unlawfully attempting to dissuade a victim from making a report. I mean, wow, what a list. On top of that, Shued is also facing six weapons charges, including criminal storage of a loaded firearm and possession of an assault weapon. Yesterday, through her attorney, Shued's fiance, Paulina Ben-Cohen, confirmed to people that she is, quote, the victim in the case. Her lawyer said on her behalf, 
Paulina's primary focus is on keeping herself and her children safe. She supports the work that the police and the city attorney's office have done, and she continues to cooperate with them while looking forward to putting this sad situation behind her and moving on with her life. The two announced their engagement last August during the Shahs of Sunset's Season 9 reunion. Shued was arrested back on March 27th, and at the time, his attorney denied any wrongdoing on his client's behalf. His pretrial hearing is scheduled for August 29th, and representatives for Shued did not immediately respond to people's request for comment. A source did tell people that it's, quote, unclear whether the couple are still together. We will, of course, keep you updated on this story as it develops. I have a feeling we haven't heard the last of this. And now we're turning our attention to this week's cover story, the case of Jordan Turpin and her journey from escaping an abusive home only to wind up in a horrific foster care situation before eventually finding the light at the end of the tunnel. Jordan Turpin is nothing short of a true survivor. This week's cover story goes through the unbelievable and horrifying experiences she and her 12 siblings faced while growing up with abusive parents who would chain them to their beds, starve them, and physically abuse them inside their Paris, California home. Jordan and her siblings ranged in ages from 2 to 29 years old, and it was those siblings and what could happen to them if she wasn't around that kept her going until she eventually escaped in 2018, climbing out a window and calling the police when she was 17 years old. As if the story she grew up with was not bad enough, she suffered even more terror afterwards being placed in a foster home that was also abusive to her and her siblings. So as Jordan finally is independent, starting a new life, we are going to get into it. And the person who spoke with Jordan about this journey, senior West Coast editor, Melody Chu. Hey, Mel. Hey, Janine. Tell us about the conditions Jordan and her siblings originally endured at the hands of their parents who are now serving life in prison. It was horrific. It was Abuse to the extreme that it's almost unthinkable. These kids were chained up to four months at a time. They bathe very rarely. Food, toys, healthcare, everything was withheld from them. And they just grew up thinking no one loved them. No one in the outside world even knew they existed. She said when she crawled out of that window, she could feel every wind, every smell in the air because she had never really been outside. Take us into that escape that kicked off all of this and what happened when she got the help they so desperately needed. She said she had envisioned leaving this this house of horrors. And in the months leading up to that night, she and her siblings had overheard their parents speaking about moving to Oklahoma, the whole family was going. And she thought, okay, well, this is our chance. When we're mid-move, we're outside, we're in crowds, I'm going to slip away. And she had obtained a deactivated cell phone that one of her siblings had previously used. And as it does, kind of didn't work out the way she had planned. Because in the hours leading up to the move, her mother started screaming and throwing things and uh, threatening to chain them forever when they moved to Oklahoma, chain them. And Jordan knew she wasn't exaggerating. She said the abuse had escalated year over year. At this point, it was escalating day by day. And she just knew when they got to Oklahoma, they might just die. And she found 
strength, this remarkable strength and courage in her. And she said, I'm getting us out of here. So that's what propelled her to crawl out of that window, despite being so scared. And she said she was shaking. Her hands were shaking so hard. She couldn't even dial 911 at first, talking to the operator and then the police. These were the really the first times she had even spoken to strangers. Wow. So yeah, and she had very limited vocabulary. They did not get formal education, any reading and writing and math. She taught herself. So after the parents were arrested, which happened within about two hours of, of her escaping and being able to contact authorities, you would think that these children would have a break. But what were Jordan and her siblings objected to next in the foster care system? She is placed in a foster home. So six total younger Turpin siblings were placed in this home. They recently filed a lawsuit against Riverside County and the foster care agency that placed them in this home. And they said in the complaints that they were subjected to physical, psychological, sexual abuse And they were made to relive their history with their parents over and over. They were beaten. I think their lawyer said, actually, that the abuse in this second home was even more of a nightmare than with their parents. We should state that this is an ongoing case and the people accused in this foster care situation have pled not guilty. It's just remarkable. This is after the headlines, after the cover stories, after this whole story about their parents had blown up in the news. This is the situation that they were put in. Yeah, it's unbelievable. And she herself went from that to homeless after that. So it it doesn't even end there. She said it herself. It's been a very, very scary journey for her. So after the foster family was arrested, there, there was an investigation. She was moved to another foster home. And she said, You know, one day she was visiting her sister and she was suddenly told that she couldn't go back to the foster home. She couldn't return and even get her stuff. And again, it was another nightmare. She was hungry all the time. She would ask a social worker for help. I I need food. I'm I'm hungry. I haven't eaten in 24 hours. And uh, allegedly she wouldn't hear back until two days later. So finally she said, you know, I'm again taking things into my own hands. She walked into a Taco Bell, which she said is a, was always a place of significance for her and her siblings when they were in captivity. And she asked for a job. And she had no idea what to say. She had never been taught how to get a job, how to ride a bus. She ended up working the night shift and, and walking an hour in the middle of the night. A young 18, 19, 20-year-old girl, still very much a child because in the conditions that she had grown up in, she just never learned anything. But somehow she made money and... She enrolled in college and was doing all this while really dealing with so much trauma. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Well, Jordan seems to have found her independence now. So fill us in on what the future has in store for this young woman and her siblings as they try to move past all of this. Mm -hmm. She's truly incredible. When she came to set, there was so much light in her. She she hugged people. She said she moved into her own apartment finally, which is all she's ever wanted, just to have a sanctuary, I believe, in, in February of this year. And so she's just like any other young woman now putting together her own place. She's She loves a neutral theme. She's buying 
great home decor deals off Amazon. And she said she'll walk in and think, is this real life? Is, is this finally really what's happening? And she finally feels heard. It's amazing. And now she wants to help other kids and make a difference. And she is. She, she's already amassed like 744,000 followers on TikTok. Like she is just spreading her light and her joy everywhere. And, and she spoke to that with you as well. And I, I just want to give a moment to hear what she had to say about that. One of the biggest things that I'm looking for is like taking what I went through and turning it around in something more positive where I can actually help others and make a difference in the world. I think that's the most important thing to me because it helps me too, knowing that I can help others with it. And guys, make sure you go and pick up this copy of People. It's on newsstands Friday with Melody's sit down with Jordan. It is just riveting. Mel, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Guys, we've got some interesting updates on the usually private Brad Pitt. In a People exclusive, a source close to the Oscar winner shed some light on how he's been dealing with the ugly legal fallout with his ex-wife Angelina Jolie and how he's doing in the love department. But first, there's some Royals news coming out from across the pond. We'll update you on the latest right after the break. Stay with us. Hey everyone, I'm Sid Evans, Editor-in-Chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce Season 5 of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. We are back and we've got a quick Royals roundup for you with some updates surrounding those very cute kids. First up, as we previously discussed on the show, Pippa Middleton, the sister of Kate Middleton, welcomed her third child with her husband, James Matthews, back in June. The two share three-year-old son, Arthur, one-year-old daughter, Grace, and People has learned their newborn daughter's name is Rose. What a pretty name. But what's in a name? A rose by any other name would smell as sweet, right? (laughs) We've learned the name is derived from the Latin rosa, which refers to the flower, and ranked in the 61st spot of baby girl names of 2020 in England, according to Nameberry. Roses are also June's birth month flowers. So with Megan and Harry having daughter Lilibet, who goes by Lily, and now the Middleton Matthews family welcoming baby Rose, William and Kate's children now have two different cousins with flower-related names. (laughs) And speaking of William and Kate, did you know that nine-year-old Prince George has a special nickname for his father, Pops? It's just funny to think of Prince William being called Your Highness, Your Majesty, or the Duke of Cambridge all day by all of these really important people. And then at the end of the day, he still just goes by Pops, you know. (laughs) By the way, Prince George just turned nine not too long ago, and he is just the spitting image of his father at that age. Go to our website and check out the side-by-side photos of William at the same age as Prince George. It is adorable. They look like twins. That's all the Royals buzz we have for you today. So you can officially consider yourself all caught up. (laughs) 
All right, y'all. One of my favorite things we do in the magazine and on this podcast is talk about where Cupid's arrow is hitting and missing in Hollywood these days. (laughs) If you know, you know. It's our segment that we call Heart Monitor. And joining me now to discuss the latest relationship news is People's Senior Editor, Mia McNeese. Hey, Mia. Hey, how are you? Thanks for having me. Well, let's talk about one of the most handsome men that fans just simply can't get enough of for decades now, Mr. Brad Pitt. The actor has been super busy promoting promoting his new movie, Bullet Train. And a source told us that despite ongoing legal drama with his ex, Angelina Jolie, he's, quote, living his best life under the circumstances. And he's dating? Like, what else do we know? Brad is back. He is busy promoting his new uh, movie, Bullet Train, and is just having a great time. He's been traveling around to different destinations, different premieres. But we found out he's also equally as happy when he's not on set and he's not working. He's dating. He has a great group of friends in Los Angeles he hangs out with. And he's just living his best life. Wait, so what does this dating look like? Like casually dating one person? Like what, what are we thinking? You hit it on the nose. Casually dating. Not anyone in specific, but just casually dating and having a great time. I know a lot of people who are going to be very happy to hear that. But what about dad life with the kids? I know some of that is fraught, but how's he doing in that department? Yeah, so Brad has been having dinner with his younger kids when they are in L.A. You know, the kids are older now. They have their own life and their own friends. But he has a pretty good relationship with them and sees them when he can. He's just flourishing, like you said. I love this. But let's talk about this bullet train press tour. Can we talk about the skirt he wore to the Berlin premiere? Brad has been making bold fashion statements doing the press for Bullet Train. He has a designer, Hans Nicholas Mott, who's been making different outfits for him at each stop that he has. So he's been surprising us each time. Okay, Brad. Well, I love him, but let's talk about another couple who's just on everyone's mind lately, Benifer. Ben and Jennifer Affleck have been enjoying some time in Paris following their Las Vegas nuptials. And the photos of them are everywhere. And lucky for you guys, uh, we have all the details on what they have been up to out there. So share with us, Mia. Yeah, they've been having a great time in Paris following their Vegas wedding. They're there with family and, you know, taking in all the sites. They went to the Louvre. They've been having fabulous meals and even celebrated JLo's birthday there. And so they're there with family. What is that looking like? Like, is there still like the romance coming through or are they just kind of shuffling the kids around? Well, as we've seen from the park bench kissing photos, they are definitely finding some private time for just the two of them to enjoy the sights together. They've been taking walks together, going on uh, late night romantic dinners and finding some time for just the two of them. Well, then also then spending time with the family. And let's talk about what they were up to yesterday. They went to the Louvre, right? They did. Yeah, it was quite a long visit, just around two and a half hours, according to a museum official. And they enjoyed a quick terrace lunch at the nearby Cafe Marley afterwards, but saw the iconic Louvre Museum and, you know, surprised dozens of fans and tourists when they arrived. I know you're all there to see like the Mona Lisa and all that stuff. And then you're just stuck looking at J-Lo and Ben the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Mia, it's always so great to have you on. Thank you for stopping by. Yeah, thank you for having me. 
We started today's show with some TV news, and we are ending today with a story surrounding one of the biggest names in the history of American television, Norman Lear. He is moving on up to 100. (laughs) That's right. The legendary TV writer and producer is celebrating his 100th birthday today. He's behind some of the most beloved sitcoms and characters of all time, including The Jeffersons, uh, One Day at a Time, All in the Family, and one of my personal favorites, Good Times. Just love that theme song. Well, Lear currently has three projects in development, including a Who's the Boss reboot starring Tony Danza and Alyssa Milano. And there's a Good Times animated revival headed to Netflix, which I will absolutely be watching. In an exclusive interview with People, you know, for anyone looking to make it in the biz, he says, quote, the advice I've given younger people in the business since I've been asked is go with your gut. Listen hard to what other people are saying about something you think you know about and everything else. When you feel you have listened hard enough and still are convinced about something, go with it. Don't be talked out of it. So right. And he's so wise. I I love that. No wonder he's had so much success. Now, in that same exclusive interview, we asked, given all the awards and accolades, what his greatest achievement was. And he did not disappoint. He said, Truth to tell, certainly I've done nothing more important than father a child. Nothing more delicious than becoming a grandfather of a child as a result of having fathered a child. I don't know that there's anything more romantic in living than all of that. Aw. Lear is celebrating his centennial birthday with family in Vermont. He summed up his success in television as bringing joy to people is what it's all about. I hope he and his family enjoy this very special day. Happy birthday, Norman. Thank you all for joining us again today. I will talk to you tomorrow afternoon on our next episode of People Every Day.